0: Take this
1: video That's all right. And there I go fucking. I gotta remember look, to
0: tr- You don't have to like me.
1: <laughs> for the <laughs> It's for the okay. O- for the audio version, like it looks like a Facebook it's like a Facebook like with a thumbs up. Never I've had it. this shirt forever. It's all <laughs> trashy, but it it's, it
0: says a great message, so I've kept it for so long and I feel like everybody responds
1: well to it. <laughs> It is funny <laughs> Um, But yeah I wanted to uh... So We were talking yesterday I was talking about some stuff I wanted to talk about On the show today I wanted to talk about uh, This article That I found uh, Comparing the differences Between you know uh, Love addiction And actual You know The differences between love And love addiction Yes
0: I feel like For me at least i've grown up dating women who are not obsessed i want to say because not all of them were obsessed some of them were but they were fascinated with the idea of love and they liked me Mm. and they tried to love me but like when you're fascinated with that idea of love you don't actually you might not actually have a concept of what real love is And, like, you're going to chase the idea of it and you're like, oh, well, we're we're together for a certain amount of years. Now it's time for us to, you know, upgrade our relationship and get a dog or get a kid or, or get married or, go. you know what I mean? Or if we're not at this point in our lives, then, like... We're not doing our relationship isn't good enough, and that's where that that idea of love comes from. Looking at other people's shit and saying like, "Oh, well, they're there," and like, "Well, we started dating before them. Why are they Why are they getting married? Why aren't we getting married?" You know what I mean? Like that shit gets into your head, and like, that's that idea, the idea of love. Actual love, you can't turn that shit away, bro.
1: I uh did a video recently. I've been watching a lot of Jason Silva videos. The guy for who you saw his brain games does a lot of like philosophy videos, but um, I I did I. I did you know I do videos inspired by him where I basically just do like rambling f- philosophical rants, but I talked recently about uh about how I feel like movies and like culture and other type of like pop culture art uh have ruined the idea or the expectation of what romantic love is supposed to be yeah, Rob Cobbs, they're a big uh player in that yeah,
0: sitcoms too. Like, the whole blue-collar lifestyle, like, that was that was a real big thing in, like, I want to say, like, the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. Well, kind of like the beginning of the 70s, it kind of faded out. Not yeah. faded out, but, like, it wasn't as popular. It wasn't like the, you have to have a blue-collar lifestyle. And, like, that's where a lot of the sitcoms started from. Like, I Love Lucy, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, shit like that where it's like, all right, the wife stays at home she takes care of the kids and the cooking and the cleaning and the dad he goes to work all day 9 to 5 he comes home hey honey how you doing da, 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 da. and that's how that, those sitcoms like formed and like that shaped a lot of people's like ideas of love like you are talking about like when you grow up in a broken home or some shit like that and you don't you don't see it from your parents or like your parents are married and they don't break up but you still don't see that real love you know what I yep. mean and i feel that so you search for it in other places, in music, and in, in television, and movies, and and through your your idols of what they're doing, and that's why people get so pissed off and like, like famous people cheat on each other, because they're like, no, you're supposed to be that's th- you're supposed to be the best, you're supposed to be what I, I I'm I'm striving to be, and you're cheating, like no, no, I can't have that, like I I based my whole relationship life on everything you have said, and you cheated on, like that's what the whole Jada and Will shit
1: was like. Yeah, I was watching a Bojack Horseman show that deals with like, you know, depression and stuff like that. But um yeah, like even even in Hollywood, like people can't seem to just like these people who have everything, you know, they have even more problems because they because they have everything somehow. But yeah, uh um, you know, the bo Bojack says in an episode the the notion of uh, you know, life and romance and all that stuff, all these lessons uh that we th- take for granted that we think are just things are mostly just portrayed to us by writers and other creators who had their own problems and they're like acting out their own fantasies or like their own um, you know the way they would have rather see things happen or whatever
0: a lot of people don't realize that like media is art all media is art and it's there's different forms of art and a lot of what people do at least from my experience with art and how I convey it is like I would see something in life and like that's my interpretation of it or I want to point to a a feeling or a thought that I have about an interpretation of life and that's where I make my art from it's not necessarily what I agree with it's sometimes it's pointing out what I disagree with You know what I mean? And, like, that's satire. A lot of people disagree with how life is going, so they make art about how life is going in a funny way in order for you to uh, digest it easier. Like, if you just come out and say people are racist and all this other shit, people don't tend to— The people that need to hear it don't tend to listen to it. But if Mm. you throw it in comedy and you throw it in, like, something that they might actually— Yet, and they might actually be binging or or find that love or addiction for. Then they might listen to it. and They might be like, "Hmm, that does kind of sound weird." Yes, yeah, uh,
1: I don't want to get too sidetracked, but the ra- the racism thing, like you said, "Blazing Saddles" is hilarious. Uh, you know, sat- satire comedy movie um, where it's just like white people saying the n word all over the place. And uh, like my dad, who's a uh, mixed, he said that he has a hard time watching that movie because of that. And I'm like, well, that's that's kind of the the point like none of those actors who actually did that stuff were racist it was they were trying to make a point about like racial satire and stuff like that i mean it's a western movie that has fucking nazis in it for christ's sake like it's a comedy movie
0: like it for uh, an example like the the movie we were just quoting before on the podcast tropic thunder which by the way is my favorite movie of all time i
1: was i was doing the
0: character voice right (laughs) that's a a satire of a satire of a satire of a satire that's a satire Everything in that movie is a satire of something. And people came, like, when everybody came calling for, like, people to get canceled for wearing blackface and stuff like that, they came for Robert Downey Jr. in that movie, Tropic Thunder. And, like, honestly, I didn't even realize he was playing blackface until they they started pulling it out like that. And I was like, yeah, he did. But if you watch the movie... He and you know that the whole movie is about a satire is about these big name actors satiring other big name actors who come together in movies like expendables and they try <laughs> and revive their careers together. That's what this movie's about, and what Robert downey jr. is is he is satiring the meta actors who go above and beyond the the call of cause to become the the role that they are going to be yeah. in the
1: in the movie they're portraying and his- it's also it's also a little bit of like a like a bastardization of like actors who do think they can do everything like that like hey white people maybe don't do that it's kind of like the point of that role that's why well, I saw it
0: it's also well if you look at the other characters I'm not gonna go too deep into them but like Jack Black is he's satire uh actires a- actires Actors like Eddie Murphy, who did Nutty Professor yeah. and the Club, and all that other shit, where you you're playing every actor in there, and then there was um the <laughs> the rapper who was in there who gets the role for no reason just because he's the hot rapper. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they all had their own roles in there to 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 I better portray. sip on some of this booty sweat. I right. got back in Nang. and so Robert Downey Jr.'s character was basically the most meta you could be, and he actually got surgery to look like a black actor in a movie where they had a role for a black actor and they did, they got him instead that's the satire of it of the whole industry of the how whole, they really do do that
1: that whole that whole exchange about you went about like not going full retard is hilarious because that character is going full retard right. by fucking doing blackface and playing a black actor playing a black character when he's like a fucking he's white Australian. Scottish. Yeah, Australian. Aust- he's Australian. He's an Austra- he's a white Australian dude. Yeah. So playing a fucking like the whole thing is and like people, up its
0: ass funny. And people like, "Oh, we well they don't do that in free, in, in mainstream uh media. Fucking Scarface is played by a fucking white dude."
1: Who Pacino, talks, like, he like, talks like this the whole time? And, and he's a Cuban played was, by a white no, dude. No one said that was offensive.
0: And, and, and you know what? They're thinking about doing a remake with Leonardo DiCaprio. They had a chance to fix it. They still said, hey, let's get another white dude.
1: Leo can't do accents. That's what's so great. I love Leo.
0: Leo's Leo's probably gonna do a great job
1: at it. I'm gonna go watch it. But <laughs> I, love, I loved his African accent in blood diamond. It was so right. bad.
0: You know what I mean? Leo's another one. Like he he uh he he had to go real deep, and people don't talk about, like, the white actors that have to actually say the N-word. Nobody ever talks about yeah. that, like, and how that, that could potentially ruin your career.
1: It's a lot of responsibility. Like, Charlie Day does it in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in front of a black actor. Yeah. Like, the whole joke of that scene is don't be as bad as this guy. Yeah, character. exactly. And- but— charlie day just straight up says that shit and you have to do like as hilarious it
0: would be the same thing as if you're a a heterosexual actor or actress and you have to play a homosexual role like you're an actor that's what you have to do you have to change up and you have to do other things like and you have to portray a different role we used to have men playing as women that used to be the common thing in theater like Mm. they used to just dress up and they had women around to play the roles they were just like Nah. We just don't. We just don't. it up for the theater. So we're just going to dress these dudes up who kind of look like women. Like women. So I digress. Oh, Romeo, Romeo,
1: wherefore art thou, Romeo?
0: (laughs) We've gone in many places.
1: But uh, yeah, getting back to this article I want to talk about The 30 Differences Between Love and Love Addiction. Relationships. This is from Psych Central. Um, This is written by. Dan Neurath, Ph.D., on August 12, 2018. I just had to, had to bring some credibility there for a second. <laughs> yes, a, relationships based on love addiction can be intoxicating. Over time, however, love-addicted relationships become more drama-filled, harder su- to sustain, and inflict increasing costs on both partners. How can you tell whether you're creating authentic love with another person as opposed to falling in love with love? Now, I'm not going to read this whole blurb, but there is a chart here. That compares the characteristics of love addiction to the characteristics of healthy love. So I just want to basically read through some of these and uh, just talk about them. So uh, the first comparison of characteristics of love addiction. The relationship is based on need. That is a characteristic of love addiction. You need the other person. You need to be in a relationship. You need to you know, feel connected well, you need to someone. Well, s- you need something.
0: It's almost like you, you have a void and, you, and you're trying to fill it with love and that's chasing that idea of love. Like I like that person. I I I could be in love with them. And we 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 say that. <laughs> you know. We do say do we not say that? Oh, it's like
1: I I really do like you and then you're like I really do like this person but I don't think I
0: could I don't think I could love this person.
1: Uh we've been talking a lot lately. You know my situation. Yeah, yeah. I have that I've I've had that problem. <laughs> you know, that's
0: a conversation you have with yourself like like that you just think about it and you don't really say it out loud never really gets talked about you're just like ah right, yeah yeah we we've been or it's that other situation where you're like oh well i've been messing around with this chick for a while uh she's going to ask me and i got to have an answer for her you mm. know what i mean like well what are we doing here and then you everybody's just like eh, the, I guess we could do it. <laughs> the, part that me,
1: the part that trips me up about it is that like for four years for four years I was single. I haven't been in a well, I mean, I, I am still single. I haven't been in a relationship since twenty sixteen. It'll be all it'll be five years in um it'll be five years in March that I haven't been in like a relationship. Yeah. But um you know, I I and in that whole time I have I've met a lot of different women who just haven't necessarily sparked my interest like that, who I've been interested in, like, sexually or physically, Mm. but no one who's, like, been like, oh, I gotta go after this person, this person, you know, like... when Like, this is gonna sound so fucking gay, but, like, when you see somebody who catches your fancy, it's like staring into the sun, and instead of being blinded, you've been illuminated. Like... I saw somebody who absolutely – something came alive in me. I'm going to
0: say yes and no.
1: It was the first time in, like, four years, four and a half years that I had felt that way.
0: So, like, yeah, you want to feel that feeling, obviously, when you first run into somebody. Like, you want to feel that spark, that attraction. But I feel like unless you still feel that after, like, six months, eight months – Ten months, a year and a half. You know what I mean. Once you start feeling that you still got that same spark where you're seeing this person, because like I honestly feel like, yo, we got forever to be together, right? Mm-hmm. So like, uh, if you're really trying to find the one, like you're trying to do it for forever, you're trying. So like, the initial process, a lot of that is rushed. I used to rush it all the time. Like, all right, I meet a girl, we we talking. Like, we're talking every day, and we're not talking every day. A lot of a lot of time when I was younger, I felt like if you weren't talking to you know each other every day, like on a mutual basis, not like one person like going all the way, yeah. On either side, but like if you guys are going back and forth, like she hits you, you hit her up sometimes like that. Like if it's going back and forth every day, then that was like, all right, we're we're gonna start dating. But that doesn't it doesn't have to be that way. Like you could just do that and like be like really learn about the person and want to be their friend and still be attracted to them. Like you guys got to have that open communication where it's like, I want to get to know you. I want to be cool, but I also want to have the boundaries of where. Like, we're not exclusive. You know what I mean? Like, not that I want to run around. Yeah. But we don't have to be an item. Like, yeah, we are talking exclusively, maybe. Like, I had to make the choice with me, myself, before I asked my girl. Like, I was like, I'm going to be exclusive even though we're single. You know what I mean? And I didn't have to tell her that, and I didn't. I would. I just made the choice. Like, yeah, I could. She's giving me the freedom to go out and talk to whoever I want because we're not an item. But I personally was like, if I want to change, then that's what I'm gonna do. Like, and I was like, all right. So, I'm gonna stop messing around with other girls. I'm only gonna mess around with her. I'm. I'm still gonna like talk to her the same amount. Like, I'm still gonna you know try and figure out and all that other stuff. But I'm gonna do that for me. And then eventually, it was the same thing for her, and she came to that conclusion on her own. And then it was like I right, well we're both not talking to anybody. We're both hanging out all the time and we both still have that spark. Alright, let's have a conversation. You know what I mean? And like that that process wasn't easy. That shit took I mean, we were doing that for a year before like we were probably we were talking for I would say eight months before she met my son. And then I, it, it was like another four or five months before I asked her to be my my girl and be exclusive and like an item and talk Facebook officially and shit like that. You know what I mean? And then ever since then, it's been a, like it's been a year and two months since then. So like that's how I feel about it. Like, but it took me what I'm thirty two to find that shit out, bro.
1: Yeah, a lot of trial and error. I, I don't I don't. You said something about the one. Um, I don't necessarily like believe in in the one, but like if like you can you can be compatible with a lot of different people and not you will never find an end to people that you're compatible with um however like the whole the whole thing of like it's like choosing love is that thing where like you choose that person it, it, I, I don't. Uh, Chris D'elia had a joke where he was like, "Love is, I guess, like you hang out with someone too long, and then you're like, like, I love you,' I guess." And I do think there is a little bit of that, but also it's it's like that it's like that thing of like waking up every day and renewing your dedication. Waking up and and choosing a, to stay with this person for like another day, another or, or or.
0: It's simple. Well, for me, it's simpler than that. It's 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 simple like. For instance, if I'm at home and my girl's at work, uh, and, like, this happens with anybody, like, sometimes, you know, life gets in the way and the dishes get fucking, the sink gets full, right? Mm. And, like, the difference between this relationship, I would say, and my other relationships are, like, that happened in my other relationships and I felt like it was a task or a chore or something I had to do so that my girl wouldn't get mad at whereas now it's like yo i want to do that so my girl can feel good when she gets home mm. and i feel like that's the difference between uh or, or that's the simplest way i could put that like you're trying to renew your your passion or your your vows so to speak with yeah. that person every day in in simple tasks like that that's why the, like j cole has this this uh song and and in, in the song he says it's the simple things it's the simple things and it's I think the song name is uh, Folding Clothes. And, like, that really hits me because it is the simple things that make relationships kind of dope. It, or breaks them. Like, that same situation could could break a relationship. It has broken one of my relationships. Like, yeah. I don't want to do the dishes. You never do the dishes. Like, why can't you do the dishes when you get home? Why? Like, you know what I mean? Those arguments like that, like, they lead into other things that have been building up. And it's like, if you do those simple things, you never get to those those other shit like if you do the simple things like talking talking out little little spats in here shit like that like you get through that shit like that's how it is for me at least
1: uh uh the relationship is based on need whereas characteristic of healthy love is the relationship is based on desire i think uh that kind of is part of what i was talking about like you you still feel passionate about this person but like the the initial that initial wham Blam, like whirlwind feeling that you get, isn't gonna last forever. You know that that uh, overload of uh, like endorphins and serotonin that gets you into that relationship, like that your brain can't produce enough dopamine chemicals to stay that happy forever. Like eventually, who says that? Huh? Who says that? That's just science. Who says
0: that? Bro? <laughs> I- Honestly, like not to be cheesy or nothing like that, or to like earn brownie points with my girl, but like I still feel the same way I did when
1: I first met her. And I I
0: commend that. You um, know what I mean. And I haven't felt that way with everybody, so that's why I'm like, hey, it might. You know what? It might run out. I I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a fucking fortune teller, like. Mm. But right now, it hasn't. It
1: hasn't even faded. Well that's the thing. I don't think I don't think love runs out. I think it's one of those things where you have to keep choosing to I keep I keep repeating myself, but like you have to sometimes you're going to get sometimes you're going to feel stressed out or upset or whatever and it's like you have to be enough of an adult. You have to be responsible enough to not take out stuff on the other person. I think like that's what love is like but you're gonna. Couples have fights about stupid things. And, like, yeah, you are going... Like, yeah, you are going to have fights about dumb things. But I think it's, like... It, 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 you need to... I you, feel like... You need to be able to know, like, what is your thing and what is... Because, like, sometimes, as an individual, like, I'll repress something. And if I'm in a relationship... Like, where I've been in a relationship before, and I start arguing my with my girlfriend about some shit that's not even related to anything because i'm repressing some shit that's making me upset Uh, about nothing that even has to do with her like i'm just having a hard time at work with like a dick boss or like a dick coworker or something Mm -hmm. and then like hanging out with her that night is like what the fuck is up with these curtains in your apartment why are they so ugly like i don't even give a fuck about the curtains and like i'm in her place arguing about her curtains because i had a bad day at work like that that's what i mean by like love is part of love is like understanding what trying to understand what you're upset at and not bringing it to the other person because I've ruined a lot of relationships by just arguing about dumb things because I was upset at dumb things that had nothing to do with the other person.
0: Not to excuse you for your actions and your relationship, but it's also on your partner to understand that like, you do have shit that is repressed. And that only happens from y'all talking shit out Before Mm. that, like, and that comes from you wanting to know about your girl and her wanting to know about you. I want to know everything about my girl. Yeah, Yeah, I don't I can't speak for my girl, but I hope that she wants to know everything about me. She understands a lot of stuff about me that I haven't even necessarily told her or explained to her that she needs to because she does when i do do stuff like that like when i act out out of frustration between stuff that's happening between me and my kid's mother like she understands that like yo you you were in a relationship and you did experience certain levels of trauma and and you're and you are bringing that to our relationship and i understand that and i want to help you so that because this is us now it's not what you had before and a lot of times we do bring like well every time i feel like we bring everything we've ever been through in relationships
1: to the current relationship these two these two are related so i want to do them back to back all right characteristics of love addiction you downplay your needs for fear of driving away your partner and you overlook warning signs and red flags for fear of being disappointed or left those are like exactly two those are two sides about. of the same coin i definitely do that like when i'm talking to someone i think it might be interested in if like like i said before um like if if i feel like uh, I'll I'll try to be like not nah. like she'll be like oh uh, I wanna like uh, do you wanna hang out and she's like oh no maybe it's like a legitimate reason or something and it's like yeah I am kind of disappointed I won't call that a need I don't need to see her but it is kind of like one of those things where I'll be like nah it's cool you know I don't wanna say that like you shouldn't be
0: worried about like how your partner feels because that's not right either i've been in those relationships and i've done that too like just say just say whatever's on your mind like because that i don't feel like that's the way to go i feel like you should say what's on your mind in a cool calm and collective way so that the other person can understand where you're coming from in no matter what situation it is because if i'm if i'm doing this thing like say i don't let you drive when i have my son in the car and that's because i feel like I need to take control of that situation. If I don't tell you that and then I expect you to drive my son in the car and I get mad because you don't want to, then that's on me. Yeah. I didn't explain that. You know what I mean? So, like, you have to come to those little agreements. It's the simple things. It's the simple <laughs> things.
1: Whereas the, the uh, characteristics of healthier love, opposite to those two things I just mentioned, you attend to your needs as well as your partners, knowing that both must be met for a healthy relationship. And you address warning signs to determine whether relationship can be made healthier. Um, those are things i am definitely, I've, you know, trying to do the whole self-improvement, uh, thing, trying to figure out like who I am and what I need as an individual. I am, I think learning how to communicate better and evaluate, uh, situations with people better. Um, I, I, again, recently with 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 the situation I was in, no, that did not happen. I definitely did overlook some you know warning signs and red flags, and I did downplay my own needs. Uh, however, I mean i was I was able to openly and honestly communicate how I felt about any given situation or any way I felt. so six of one half dozen of the other, you know i'm'm I'm, I'm trying to grow up, I'm trying to be honest as as uh, Mike Gar- Michael Garminy said. I mean, not to your fault, but, like, you don't have a kid, so you don't really have... I mean, not to say
0: you don't have to grow up, because I feel like everybody grows up at their own speed, at their own pace, but, like, that's what really grew me up. Not, like, uh, me having a kid, especially in relationships, like, after getting out of that one, like, I needed to figure out how I was going to approach it, because I had never done this before. And, I, and my kid is... He's... If you know me, like, that's my number one. Like, that's my guy. Like, he comes first. Like, I even had the rule, like, bro, like, if if he don't like you, I don't care how much I fall in love with that person. Like I'm not gonna do it, you know. So like that was a big thing, and I waited eight months to for him to meet my girl.
1: Like, luckily he likes her. <laughs> a lot of people do this one. I think we know a lot of face. We see this a lot on Facebook these days. Uh, characteristic of love addiction. You frequently fall in love quickly and repeatedly. Like those people who are who are always in a oh it's the love of my life every three months it's just like you've had four love of your lives this year <laughs> yeah I, I won't name any names there but I got a, cl- a couple of clear ones yeah. I um I always had a problem with that even um like that's that's one problem I have a that's one reason I have a problem with the whole relationship status thing on Facebook I should just not it should not be there it should not exist that doesn't matter it doesn't it doesn't It really doesn't matter. And if I ever get into a relationship with someone where they're like, oh, are you going to make it a thing on Facebook? Uh, That's kind of a red flag for me. It's like social media doesn't matter. Social media isn't real. It's a cloud of ones and zeros. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to I don't want you plastering pictures of me all over your Facebook and being all like, this is the person I'm in love with because I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I mean, I I don't
0: necessarily post a lot of pictures because I don't take a lot of pictures. Well, all, almost all the pictures you see of me have been taken by somebody else. Either it be my girlfriend, my mother, or a photographer. You know I, mean, what I mean, I have
1: so, posted rela- I have posted pictures of like myself with girlfriends before, but that's why I won't do it again. It's like lesson learned on that one.
0: I mean, I take pictures for myself.
1: a lot. Almost all of my pictures that I take on my phone, I don't post. I just take them and I, I keep
0: them and they're just me. They're, they're all mine.
1: So like, yeah. And they're I mean, not of me. So <laughs> yeah. I got this sweet ass camera. I'll definitely take pictures of like myself, friends. If I'm in a relationship, we could definitely, you know, take some pictures in a park or something and I'll just get a photo album made or something. That's way more that's way more meaningful than posting a picture on Facebook and getting some fucking likes, you know. However,
0: though like when I posted when I did set it did I changed my Facebook status. Um uh, I mean that was a big moment for me and my girl. Like mm. because of where we were it. Like I said, like we took our time. Like I, like I really, I really did take my time, and like I wasn't used to doing that. Like you said, like I was in and out of relationships before my my kids' mother. Like I was, not in and out, but like, I would say I had like, I've had like four really solid relationships in my life, and everything else has just been like, mm. you know, yeah, here and there, trying to figure it out, and like, yeah, I did, I didn't take that time to be single. You know what I mean? And like,
1: once I did, like, I found the right one, you know? Yeah. A couple solid relationships and then a bunch of ships that pass in the night. And like, that's just how that one. But that's the thing. Even, even like with some of those, like, even with some of those ships that did pass in the night, I could definitely feel myself like being kind of, uh, even though I didn't think of it, I definitely did feel myself being kind of clingy after a while. And I think that's why, like, I have a hard time with, like, friends, like, friends with benefits type situations because I either. Don't care about them and they care too much about me or the complete opposite.
0: I felt like for a really long time that um, me being like clingy to say, so to speak, I thought that was a fault in me. And like you said, like, you know, you try and hold that back. But I feel like if you're with the right person, like eventually I found that out. Like I was like when I was single, I was like, if I'm with the right person, then. They're gonna be just as clingy as I am, if not more, bro. Like and like I feel like they should be okay with that because like they're okay with everything that I I I do. You know what I mean? Or like we work at it, you know?
1: And that's like one problem I have is like when I am I guess yeah, I have the I always take things for granted, even though I try not to. Like when I'm in a relationship, like when I do like fertilization and stuff, if I if I had been in a relationship at all during any of the years that I did that job, um I probably would have been, like, a terrible boyfriend. I probably would have been, like, always upset about something. Because that job, stre- like, physically, like, fucks with you. And sometimes you just get upset because, like, you're just sore or sunburned or, like, dirty or whatever. Like, you just – and you don't realize, like, the mental kind of, like so, – So, like, I, I know for a fact that I would just get mad because, like – I forgot what I was talking about, but yeah, sometimes at the end of a long, hard day of work, you do want to have a person to come home to, but then other times, you just want to be by yourself, and I guess it's just, like, hard to figure out, like, for, for me, like, that's that's an, that's a thing I'm still trying to come to terms with.
0: I feel like if you're going to be in a relationship, you got to be okay with not being by yourself. Yeah. I mean, like, think about it. Like, yeah... When you have a relationship and you don't live with somebody, I well, first of all, let me get let me get this out of the way. If you don't live with somebody, you are not in a relationship. Point blank. You guys are dating. Yeah. Because you really don't know that person. And that's just I mean, that's my opinion. Um I feel like even the best friendships can be ruined by living with somebody because you really find out what people believe in and what people how people live and like that might just irk you like mm. it really some of like the littlest shit might just irk you and like that's why I say like you gotta be prepared to never have any free time to yourself ever again because you're gonna be going to work your girl's gonna be going to work or she's not gonna be going to work and then when you come home or she comes home there's gonna be somebody there all the time and if you're not okay with that and you want you need six seven eight hours of alone time and you want to be in a relationship then you don't want to be in a relationship. You're gonna get pissed off. You're gonna get tired of it. You're, it's gonna drag. You're not gonna like that person eventually because you don't really want to be in a relationship, and that's okay. Like I feel like we're all forced to get in relationships, like when we're in high school. And like looking back at it, like me and my girl talk about this all the time. Like all of the shit before I was 21, that shit does not matter. Yeah. Though all of those relationships were shit, and and I was a kid, like. Why – I even think, like, why the fuck was I in a relationship? I should have just been doing me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I learned a lot. I did. And, like, if you're not – like, I feel like after 21, when you're handling your own life and you're handling your own bills and you're not just, like, all those relationships with college and high school, I feel like a lot of them get formed because you're around somebody for a while. Mm. like, oh, well, we know each other – fucking four years and we're in three classes together and he plays basketball and i play basketball or she plays soccer and i play soccer and you know what i mean it's the perfect relationship or i'm the uh, he's the football captain and she's a cheerleader you know what i mean like we're always around each other in high school so then we go to college and then you know what i mean like all of those relationships a lot of friendships are like that too and like once you're 21 once you're 22 once you're you know living on your own and like those fit those friends fade because you're not forced to be together anymore and those girlfriends fade because you're not forced to be together anymore mm. like that's when you start to build real relationships and that's when it should be like all right this is my
1: relationship history yeah proximity breeds uh attraction i think is the thing right. or something like that but so um, i mean that's why you end up that's why a lot of the people that I mean, unless you're like on like a a Tinder or something like that, but like that's why most relationships traditionally are like happen within like a group of like people you know, as someone you work with or like a group of friends or something.
0: A sister like, of a friend, or you know, what yeah, I mean? exactly. Like anything, like a lot of it happens because like you do find somebody that you didn't think you would like, but you're around them all the time and you get to really know them, and then you're like, all right, well, you're you're vibing off of. Natural, you know, what endorphins, pheromones—I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. So like, it's just wild, bro. Like I felt like I knew everything in high school, and like that's what you're supposed to do. And everyone thinks they know everything in high school. Like looking
1: back, I'm just like, (laughs) I wish. I really do wish I just chilled out. Like I was focused. I was thinking about this recently. If my 23 year old self met myself now, my 23 year old self would kick myself all over the floor. But if both my 23 year old self and my 28 year old self met my 18 year old self, we'd throw him over the fucking fence. <laughs> honestly,
0: <laughs> honestly, I'm in the best shape of my life, mentally and physically. I will fuck any one of my self, future, <laughs> past selves up to the point, and I hope that they feel the same way. Because uh, <laughs> I'm a competitor, always have been, always will
1: be. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say like I, I definitely do feel like as I've, as I've been getting older, I don't want to say like. I can I can kind of feel myself losing losing my edge. I feel like maybe that's just like a personal thing, you know. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm definitely not I I don't want to say I'm not as psychotic as I used to be, but I I, I I am not as willing to like take risks and do stupid stuff.
0: Oh, I'm obsessive. That's a really really bad quality of mine. I'm so obsessive over like uh, I uh, love weed, fucking and food, yeah. and like. Sleep, anything that, like, I really like, I, I'm obsessed with. Anybody knows that about me. I have a really addictive personality. So, like, but I'm also, like, really hyperactive, so.
1: You know what? When I was dating and asking women out a lot more frequently, I was, um, I think that's when, I think when I stopped. I think, like, when I stopped dating in general, that's kind of when I calmed down a little bit because I wasn't thinking about trying to attract people or whatever. I didn't feel the, the competition of being in the dating scene or whatever. I didn't have I didn't have to worry about competing for someone's affections and I think that's that's why I've just But
0: you're not necessarily in that uh it could all end right now mindset. Exactly. Right? And that's and it what could. is in when you're single.
1: Exactly. That's what I mean like Every should- day is like that. I like like I said, I saw s I saw someone recently and it was like, you know, there was a part of me that's like yo
0: You know what that's you know that's called, right?
1: It is like that little voice in the back of your head that's like what is it called?
0: It's called getting comfortable, man. That's what it is. Once you get oh, comfortable man, I,
1: didn't, I didn't really know her like that. I mean it was just like It doesn't I matter like, like that, I did have like that animal feeling of like is she, is she seeing someone else? What one it doesn't
0: it is it doesn't even have to be love but like once you're get once you get comfortable in a situation it's more of like it's not like i want to be here it's more of like this is this is what it is mm. once you once you say that about life like this is what it is in any aspect of life and you stop looking to progress or looking to to make it better or to like strengthen that part of your life you're you've gotten comfortable And you Mm. won't progress. And, like, it happens in relationships all the time. It's, like, a lot. Like, we were watching uh, The Big Bang Theory. And, like, dude was like, yo, I don't really like my girl. She's annoying. Fuck that shit. Like, I I can't stand her. Like, you know. And he was like, well, why don't you dump her? And he was like, why? So I could be single like you? Like, and he was like. And, like, (laughs) that's. That's a lot of a mindset that guys and girls have. Like I would, they would rather be in a
1: relationship that's bad than be single. And that's a stupid mindset. Yeah. To see, have. I don't. I I think I used to have that, and I don't have that anymore. Like I don't. I don't. Cause that that that's like purposely bringing stress into your own life. Those it, it shouldn't be. Those same people
0: say I need my alone time.
1: Yeah. Well, I was just saying that, wasn't I? Right. Contradictions. Right. <laughs>
0: so, how can you need alone time? And you have to be in a relationship.
1: I'm not necessarily looking for a relationship. I just, the, uh, the, the,
0: the comfortability of it.
1: When, like I said, when someone, when you look at someone, and you, like sometimes you look at someone and there's just something about them, you want them to be in every scene of the movie, so to speak.
0: And want usually gets attracted, uh, want is usually uh, connected with ease. Mm. Or once again, comfortability. Yeah. Convenience. Why does it cost more at the convenience store than it does at the supermarket? Because it's closer. Or because you can get it
1: delivered. Or because it's open 24 hours. Yeah,
0: Right. Convenience charge. The convenience of it. Why does does a gas station that's right off the highway cost more than one that's right next to your house? It's convenience because you can get off the highway, get your stuff, get back on the highway so they charge more for it because there's nowhere else to go. Yep. Okay? So, like, love is like that, too. Like, if you want love... That and you're chasing that idea of love. You want to be comfortable. You don't want to be looking over your shoulder with like, oh, who is this motherfucker dating? Like, yeah. who is this motherfucker talking to? Like, or and and but you can't say shit because you guys ain't in a relationship. Or you can't say shit because you guys are in a relationship and you don't. You're not really there where you could just ask them that. Like, yeah, you want that comfortability of everything is okay. I can just go and be about me. And then when I come home, everything is okay. It goes back to what we were talking about, that 60s and 70s sitcoms where you're the, the breadwinner. You're doing everything, whether you're... Male or female. And you come home and the kids are there. They're happy. School's going great. The dog comes to greet you. The cat loves the dog. The cat loves the fish. The fish loves the dog. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? There's food on the table. There's leftovers. they Every... starts swimming in circles. Hey, right. it's my friend, the dog. The sink is never <laughs> dirty. The clothes are never on the floor. Bullshit. Nobody lives like that. Mm. Nobody yeah. lives like that. Okay? But we want that. That's what that want comes from. That comfortability. that everybody want like, Kevin Kevin Hart used to say it all the time. Everybody wants to be famous. Nobody wants to put the fucking work in.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he he's. I remember uh like 2011, 12, 13 when I was when he was starting to like get big. Uh, he was in an interview. Someone said to him, he's like, oh, where did Kevin Hart come from? He's like, I didn't come from nowhere. Like I've been put doing the this in. for fucking 15, 20 years now.
0: Yeah. Well, everybody wants to fall in love, but nobody wants to put the work in. And it's not work like, oh, we fought and we fought and we fought and we stayed together and that makes us tough. That ain't shit, bro. Like if you, I've had so many arguments where they didn't really end with a a a a, a conclusion or us seeing eye to eye or us, you know, ending it. And then it just keeps coming up, keeps coming up, and ends up breaking the relationship up so many fucking times, bro so many fucking times and like that's not putting work in. Putting work in is like yo we we meet we meet heads like we're bumping heads. We meet at a disagreement and like she says her piece, I say my piece and like we meet somewhere in the middle where we're both actually good. Not like, all right, I want this to end so I'm going to say I'm good. Yeah. It's like, all right, well if we can't figure it out, now let's figure it out. Like let's come let's be calm, you know, fig- calm down and shit like that and then come back to it and figure it out cuz like that's what it's supposed to be at the end of the day and that's the work you got
1: to put in. Yeah, I did like, the I that was that video I was talking about earlier, like uh, uh the shape of love to come. I was talking about how you have to be willing to do that work. You have right. to be willing to have uncomfortable conversations. You have to be willing to hear some things that you, that might
0: that make suck. you uncomfortable they suck, you just bro. have to
1: take it. Hey. Like
0: Oh, you might have to hear some shit that sucks for somebody else, and you gotta honestly try and see where they come from. Like, for instance, my girl moved out of her childhood, her well, her parents sold their child, her childhood home, Mm. and like she felt a certain type of way about that. Like that really broke her up. And for me, coming from me, like I honestly told her, I guess I can't understand where you're coming from because I moved around every three years my whole life. Now it's, like, every year, every three months or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, now I'm finally in a stable situation. But, like, you know, like, I don't know what that's like. I don't have anything for my childhood except for, like, pictures that my mom kept and shit like that. Like, I don't have a place to go to. I and mean, like, yo, we were swinging. Like, like I, I got places like that all over fucking Rhode Island. Yeah. So, like, for me, like, moving ain't shit. It's just pack your shit up and go. Like, let shit go. Get rid of shit. Like... You know what I mean? Keep what's essential and keep moving, keep it hustling. And, like, so, like, I had to really, like, sit back and hear her and hear, like, where the pain was coming from her. Cause, like, and and just try and be there for her. Like, you don't necessarily have to have the right answer. And, like, that's what I was trying to come up with. It was like, how do I
1: fix this? You know what? That actually does kind of move nicely into the next thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, I want to close off the love and love addiction thing by saying that I'm not just willing to put in that work with anybody. Like, I said before, I've been in, um, you know situations with women that were like friends with benefits or whatever entanglements and um i've taken people completely for granted just not liking them you know but like when it's someone again like i said that you want to have in every scene in the movie then it's not about me anymore it's yeah. about it's about what you build
0: in yeah I mean it's like, about
1: me wanting to find out about her, me wanting to know more about her regardless of like how bad or icky or uncomfortable it might but, make me. Because, but also
0: for you to tell her about you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like if you're not vulnerable and she's vulnerable then it doesn't work.
1: Um moving around and getting rid of things and packing stuff up. Uh, does coincide nicely with. I've talked about this before. I make. I attempt to be a minimalist. I wouldn't really call myself a minimalist, but I do practice minimalism. Go for it. Um, I, I I've been doing it since about 2017. Uh, right around that era, where I was like only a year single at that point. I had, uh, you know, I'd been single for a year, and I saw the minimalist documentary, and I was like. I looked around my bedroom and I was like, oh, I do own entirely too much shit. There might be a correlation between like why my brain and emotional space don't work because this room looks like shit. So not only let me clean this room, but let me just start getting rid of things. And it's really hard to get rid of things just point blank because there's always some kind of emotional attachment to a shirt or something or even just a piece of paper that has some writing on it. Um yeah, I like to write. So I have a lot of pencils and notebooks and stuff around that I don't feel like I can get rid of. I like to do arts and crafts. So I have like origami paper and like strings and shit. Um feel free to bust that to bust oh, yeah, another yeah, yeah, yeah. nug up if you want.
0: I was just making sure I got
1: for me like But I I so 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 the, for the last couple of years I like I said I've been working on that trying to like work on minimizing and um I've been failing, you know, I still have a lot of I still have a lot of stuff uh that I just need to get rid of. But The Minimalists just put out a new documentary called Less is Now um that reinvigorated me. Uh, in in it, Joshua, one of the minimalists, he's talked about how he did it at first. He got rid of one object every day for 30 days. That documentary came out on January 1st, so I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing that today, right now. Uh, So every day for the last 14 days, I've been getting rid of one object. And uh, well, I haven't gotten rid of anything yet today, but I do have a list. Get on your shit, man. (laughs) I do. I I have been keeping a list because sometimes what I'll do is I'll go for a couple of days without getting rid of stuff just because I'm not thinking about it. But then I'll be like, all right, so I went for three days. Like, let's say... You know, Jan. Let's say I haven't. Let's say I haven't gotten rid of anything since the 11th, and it's January 14th. I will go get rid of three things today to make up for the days I didn't get rid of stuff. And um, basically, the goal is. I
0: challenge to- you to tax yourself for each day you don't.
1: So, like, get rid of one extra. Like outfit. interest, yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely should think about that because I have way too many clothes. Well, I it just
0: make you get on the schedule.
1: Yeah. Because right now you're just like, oh, well, right now I'm just I catching to it yeah, just catching up.
0: Yeah, so that doesn't really necess. I feel like it doesn't necessarily like change your brain because you got to do stuff
1: like mm. you got to make it a habit. And if you skip a day, you don't make it a habit. I don't want to be too harsh on myself because then I'll make myself give up. Like if I if I let if I let a couple of days go like two or three, then I only have to get rid of two or three things at a time. The idea is to not let myself get 15 days behind because I don't want to get rid of 15 things at a time. Then I won't be able to. But um, I mean, I've been pretty well so far. You know, I've been doing all. The
0: idea is to clear space.
1: Exactly. Yeah. The idea is to the idea is to get rid of what you don't need.
0: Yeah. So I feel like, you don't necessarily have to, but if you tell yourself like, like if I forget today, then I gotta get rid of two things tomorrow. Shit. Let me find something to get rid
1: of. And like. With the ease of, like, being able to order shit on Amazon, we're just always acquiring, like, more shit all the time. My grandparents right. gave me a $200 Amazon gift card for Christmas. You know how much so stuff So that makes it even more important that you don't yeah. skip a day. What? Yeah, exactly,
0: yeah. Because say you're gaining, like, you got to write it down like a math equation. Like, say you gain stuff, you gain one thing every day, right? hmm But you're also trying to get rid of one thing every day. So you can, that that means if you got rid of one thing, you'd only break even. Yeah. But that's better than adding something every day. So that's growth. But say I add, I, I subtract, I, you know, I do the even swap first day. Second day, I do the even swap again. Third day, right, I right, I'm not going to do it, but I'll do two tomorrow. All right, so now you gained one, so you're plus one. Tomorrow, you still have to add that one, so you're plus two. Then you minus your two. All right, you're at zero if you do both. But if you do another one, like, you know what I mean? And mm. it keeps – it it's going to make it more like – like, like, that's what I mean. Like, you're just going to keep gradually not wanting to do that.
1: Yeah. I got to – and every time I do get rid of things, I will admit I do feel better. Like, even if it's something that I wanted to hold on to when I actually let go of it, I feel so much better for it. And I think – Again, in spite of recent events, like, I need to practice letting go a little bit more. There's a David Foster Wallace quote. um, Everything I've ever let go of has claw marks in it. And if that's the case, if everything you've ever let go of has claw marks in it, then you never really, like, let go. And, um... You know, I just... Holding on to... Holding on to objects... Um... It it it's uh, I can try to change as much as I as as much as I want, but if I'm still holding on to stuff that doesn't serve me, like if I'm if I'm literally physically holding on to stuff that doesn't serve me, then imagine like what I'm doing in in my mental and emotional space. Like I'm doing that in, in I'm doing that inside myself to myself as as well. So like getting rid of things definitely does help with that feeling of like, okay, I'm getting closer to something. Yeah. You like know, I, I don't think there's any end goal. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm not going to like try to like lie to myself and, and be all like, so I will get rid of stuff and then I will feel better. I, I know that's not going to happen. I, I know that I'll get rid of like one, I'll get rid of like a picture you know, because I I have a lot of pictures of like me and some ex girlfriends in this old photo album I have, and there are some pictures that I should just get rid of because there's too many pictures in there. And hold, what? Well, why do I need to hold on to those memories? I don't need to hold on to those like that. I'll keep like one or two. I'll well, keep what like if one you or could? What if
0: you changed it so like it was like? Yeah, you
1: can try it like that. I fucked it up.
0: Yes, <laughs> but uh, it's not lit right now. So like, you why don't you change it to like? Like today, we saw that your emails are full. Well, why don't you make
1: it so like I'm gonna delete like
0: ten emails. The and the that'll be my one thing.
1: Email is full because my drive is full. Because what happened was I bought more space yeah. in my drive at one point, but then I stopped paying the subscription. So, so now the drive them. is technically you're only supposed.
0: Like excess.
1: Yeah, you're only supposed to have fifteen gigabytes gotcha. free. I have forty gigabytes in there. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: I'm just saying, like that's like an example. Like I don't, I mean, emails are bad for me. I should probably do that. My damn self.
1: Like
0: mm. I never delete emails, even like good ones. Like I keep them all.
1: But <clears throat> yeah, I also got like a bunch of uh, like I said, like c- c- clothes. That's the thing I like holding on to. Like I have. Way too many jackets, like I really I have way too many like light weather jackets, like denim jackets or like uh bomber jackets. It's like no- no person needs this many fucking jackets let's well, see i got I've got rid of a lot of my clothes recently, so that but that was something that I had to do.
0: I had to downsize my closet uh I was moving around too much and like I was like, when I get up to my next place, which is right now I wanted to have less clothes, so I did that, but
1: I have a lot of t shirts but like I have like the t-shirts that I have are like shirts from like you know like you or other artist friends or like concerts I've gone to and I don't necessarily want to let go of those because of the memories that are attached to them. Yeah. But we are coming out with new merch. Should be shipping right now. They I'm getting mine tomorrow. Yeah, I just got the uh I just got the notification from Bonfire like the other day. I'm looking forward to I I forgot what color shirt what color and what type of shirt I already ordered you'll see mine on the next podcast fuck yeah I'll wear mine too wondering if uh, she should do like a I do want to do some kind of like million girlfriend shirt but I don't have I'm not really an ideas guy like that figure it out I'll rock it I'll rock the shit out yeah just do like the pink diamond Oh, do like a pocket shirt that's like a pocket t-shirt but with like the, put the pink diamond on the pocket oh yeah that would be awesome. I would. You already know. You already know. Hey, <laughs> that's about it for today.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you if guys-, guys need branding, like you need to, I'm a walking billboard. Just put it. I'll put logos on my forehead if I have to. You know what I mean.
1: Oh, yeah. I wanted to say this real quickly. Uh, Piffy's been doing some editing, uh, expanding his repertoire. Man's man's coming up. Uh, man, I just try to learn to explore my creative juices in as many avenues as
0: possible. And also, I'm broke. So editing costs a lot of money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, when I first started editing videos, I just did it on PowerDirector on my phone. I had the free version, so every every video had that nasty watermark on it. It's like <laughs> big square it says, oh, yeah. edited
0: with CyberDirector." Oh, you see InShot <laughs> on my shit all the time on Instagram. Mm. I, I do a lot in
1: InShot. Um, yeah. It's it's fucking twenty dollars a month for Adobe. Like you don't just buy the shit; it's a subscription service. <sighs> Like but they really good. got you there, yeah. It's fucking good. That's why I pay for it because it's worth it. It's fucking worth it. I, I mean, I fucking have so much fun on it. It's, it's not like I do the most. I mean, you see my videos. So it's not like I do the most in, in insane editing or anything. The most complicated editing. Um, but it's worth. It really is worth it just to be able to have like full control over oh. that kind of stuff. You feel like and not have a fucking watermark.
0: Oh over. man, like that ass. It feels great. I'm gonna have to get it.
1: And then we can transfer files. It'll be much easier. Definitely looking to one of these types of computers. It's about five, six hundred dollars at uh, Best Buy. Well, know that check comes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, there are people, there are people who talk about getting like fifteen hundred dollar computers. I'm like, eee. Like, yeah, I don't that, need that yet. I don't can need that uh, yet. I got a couple of people that I can outsource for that shit. You know. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get a fifteen hundred dollar computer. But like, you know. Shout
0: out to Matt Sully.
1: Well hmm. I do want to get Not a Not more... that he has
0: one like that, but he has a very good computer.
1: I think this computer's still pretty good for now, but I do want to get like when it's time to do it, I do want to get like a more powerful computer.
0: Well, hell yeah. That's what you always gotta upgrade your stuff when you know, gotta keep up with the times.
1: Sometimes this computer the fan sounds like it's about to explode, it'll be like nee! <laughs> <laughs> you, Oh man. You watched any uh interesting movies or shows lately? Yes. Because course, course. you know
0: me, I finish fucking whole streaming services, not just series. <laughs> I just got HBO Max, but, um, so I've been watching a couple of stuff on that. By the way, they have like Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and Cars, the Cowardly Dog, and mm. Yogi Bear. So I was on, tapped H- into on HBO that. Max? Yeah. That's awesome. You gotta get HBO Max. It honestly has a lot of stuff. But anyway, I'm not selling their shit. Um, <laughs> unless they pay me,
1: I will do it. Uh, <laughs>
0: but I've been watching on, I think it's Netflix. Is Alone?
1: Go, go to HBO.com. Uh, use promo code MXG. Right? Yeah, right. Be exactly. Awesome. I would do use, that for sure. Use promo code Piffy. Yeah. <laughs> I will sell you shit.
0: Like I said, branding. <laughs> um,
1: it's called Alone.
0: I would get a tattoo. HBO Max. They pay me the right amount of my money. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm watching Alone. Yeah. So it's have you ever heard of it?
1: Uh I've heard of it but I don't think it's I... a game
0: show. You win $500,000. I think the last episode the last season that they did it's not on Netflix. They only got one season on Netflix cuz that's how they roll. Mm. So they gave you they give you season 6. Um 10 people they drop them in a remote location and they're all in different sites. Yeah. And each site has its own benefits and disadvantages and there's wild animals and shit like that. Like real wild animals, not just like huntable rabbits and deer's like there's moose and bears and wolverines like they got dropped off in the arctic like mm. for this one like northern northern canada north western canada and um this dude took down a moose with a, a bow and arrow damn and skinned it is like the whole thing and like he spent the rest of the time just like protecting the meat from other animals that's that how to ravage his campsite.
1: That's fucking crazy. I will have to check that out. That and sounds you, interesting. You have to
0: stay. It's wh- whoever stays the longest wins. So there's no like time limit on it. Yeah. Like it just how long you. It's like survive. actual like survival yeah. shit though. Yeah. Not like, like not this, like Survivor. Nah. This one yeah. dude like he was talking all this shit. Like he was like, yeah, I'm really good. I've been preparing for this shit. And he was like following. He was like going out looking for like hunting trails and stuff like this. Like day three, day four or something like that. He slips on a rock, rolls his ankle, breaks his ankle, and he's like, oh, it's broken, it's it's broken. I know it's broken." And, and I'm thinking, like, man, you don't know it's broken. Like, and <laughs> he's like, and then they, they, you know, they bring the paramedics in, and they're like, yeah, there's definitely a fracture in his leg. And I was just <laughs> like, all right, all right, good, yeah, it, it really was broken. So we're talking real shit here, and like, he was gone, like, tapped out, boom. Yeah, and like other people, like this one dude, he was like. He couldn't fish from the area that he was at like he caught one fish and like after that he couldn't catch anything and he caught a squirrel and he ate those and then like there was just berries there and he didn't have enough he he tried to like load up this huge pack and like go on like a hunting like quest but he was already it was already like uh two weeks in and he hadn't had any protein really so then he like he was like i i I, yeah, don't, I don't. I don't want to go out weak. there and like. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be. I can't. I can barely move. I got all this gear, and so he was just like, I don't want to risk it. And I'm like, risk it? If you go there and like you're about to like you know starve or something like that, you tap out and then they come show up, oh save you. But and he was like, so he just tapped out. Like he just nothing happened to him. He just like ah oh, no, I can't. That, that's it. You're out the game. so the chick. She freaking she keeps getting hurt. She keeps hurting herself. <laughs> she was like trying to do She's trying to shape something and she stabbed herself in the hand then she healed, she got that healed up and then she was hunting and she got a squirrel and she was walking back and she slipped and her bow, her arrow went into the back of her leg ouch right so she had to clean that up and shit like that then this the chick her she was in her hut or whatever that she made at night and she lit a fire and it burnt down like her whole ceiling. She almost burnt to death. <laughs> like this one dude, he caught a a muskrat and he was talking all this shit. Oh, you gotta clean it out. You gotta get all that bad vile and all that other stuff out of it. Da 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 da. This does sound insanely entertaining. And then he cooked it and he ate it and then he was like, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, and he was dying basically for like three days, just puking. Yeah. And then he's like, I gotta get, I gotta go. And he like. Food Boys, or, or whatever.
1: Uh, I've just been watching a lot of uh, fucking fiction shows lately. I've just been rewatching some stuff like Bojack Horseman and Community, but I've also uh, been fucking around with It's Always Sunny and uh, Shameless. I used to watch Shameless a little bit when my sister Jackie le- le- lived with the family, but uh, I haven't. So I was like, fuck it, let me just watch it because I've liked it.
0: I've been watching Big Bang Theory a lot too. I like that a lot. Me um, and my girl love that show.
1: Mm. I've always loved that
0: show, but now they have it on um, HBO Max, I feel like. That's what it's on. I don't know, I have so many. Like, I got friggin' a Fire Stick, and an Xbox, and yeah. I got Roku's, and the streaming sites, whatever. Yeah, Hulu, I got Netflix, Disney, Amazon whatever, Prime, whatever, Hulu. I mean, like just, every, some passwords are mine, some are other people's. Fa- fucking And all that shit's still it? cheaper than cable. Yeah, because there's no <laughs> commercials. Well, I mean, Hulu's getting a little excessive on their commercials. Like, bro... I admit, like, yeah, you gotta put commercials in there because that's how Hulu runs. But I don't give a fuck what the commercial's about, dude. Like don't have you seen the interactive commercials on Hulu? No. Alright, so like sometimes you're watching Hulu for I'm a while not down and then um if you are paying attention and you're not just Hulu and chilling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the commercial will come up and they're like what what do you want your commercial experience to be like? And yeah. it'll give you three options of the same commercial from the same company, and like they have like three different commercials that they could sell to you. Yeah. And you have to pick one, or you have to wait like a minute or or. I just stop recording. Or a half a half a half a minute to uh for it to end, and it'll pick one for you. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, I I just play the fucking commercial. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> or they'll do like, oh, add one of four, and each
1: ad will be a minute long, two minutes long. I just I can't I can't stand commercials. The minimalists have another quote that I like a lot. They say this episode of the minimalists is brought to you by no one because ads suck. I I like that. I agree with that. That's that's it. That's all I want to do. I wanna leave it there. Ads suck.
0: Ads do suck, but they pay the bills.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they do. Thank Christ this podcast is fucking free. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. But We're gonna, you can put ads in it and you can get paid. Yeah, true.
0: Just a thought. Monetization. one one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ads. <laughs> All right, get ready for that. Ads in your ear holes next time on the Million X Girlfriends podcast. This has been your host, Gay Ted Danson, signing out. <laughs> With that tag, you're going to get friggin ads from
0: boners.com or some shit like that or
1: bonepills.com See, it's just funny to me because it has a funny rhythmic flow. Gay Ted Dancing. And also, Ted is not gay. I mean, he made all the fuck in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out, this bitch!
0: February 4th.